Welcome back to the Boys and Bowlers podcast. We're down here in the barbershop studio. Jarrett, we're going to recap this week. We're just going to dive right in. Week 14, week 15, midweek game, and the weekend games. Yes. They're coming in hot and heavy. So No well, foreplay in this episode. No foreplay, just straight? Straight into it. There's no warm-ups. They just blow the whistle no and you have to play. No warm-ups. So we're likely to pull the hamstring. Even, you don't even check the shin pads. I'm likely to... If if this is how soccer was, like actual games, everyone would be as hurt as Dembele. Oof. Too soon. Too soon. Actually, we could start there. Dembele vibes. Joan Laporte, who is the president of Barcelona or the head honcho of Barcelona, came out and he said Dembele is, in his opinion, better than Kylian Mbappe. Dembele, who didn't even make the French national team. Now, I don't remember if that was through injury, but he didn't even make the team regardless. He's barely played because he's always injured. And Kylian Mbappe is easily pound for pound one of the best young players on the planet other than Holland. It's just the most – what is going on with Barcelona? Look, I know Barcelona, we're Premier, I know Barcelona, we're Premier League podcast. but They're like in fifth or sixth or something in the league No, table. I think they're farther down. Farther All down. I know is they're closer to relegation than they are to winning the title. Oof. And we're like 15, 13, 14 games into the season. Zavi. Javi vibes over there. All right. Well, you know what? With that said. Where do you want to start? Because we have a lot to do. Actually, there was a rumor. 20 games to come. Actually, I can tie that back to the Premier League. I can tie the Ooh, Dembele like back to the Premier League. There was a rumor that Conte at Spurs wants to sign Dembele <laughs> on a free. Well, it should be a free. But the, the problem is, is his wages. He wants like ridiculous amount. Of, he wants minimally like 250 250 to 300 a week for not playing. <laughs> for being injured. All the time. His I fitness did, must be absolute dog shit. This actually is another thing because I know Hazard is, they want to even get him off the books in January, they being Real Madrid. And it's been rumored, obviously, that he'll come back to Chelsea. But we don't need him. I don't want him, actually. We actually, we're, we're, we're Gucci. Unless they want to give us something else and take Lukaku. That's about it. I'd take Thorgan Hazard. Ooh, the other Hazard. The other Hazard. At least he's fit. It's, it's really rough. It's really rough. It's interesting to see the fall of Spain. The the overall soccer is just kind of falling off, even though Vinicius and Benzema are crazy. We haven't even talked since the Ballon d'Or came out, have we? It's been a while. Messi got it. Yeah, I know Messi got it. I, but the craziest thing is that one of the, and I don't remember who this was, and I forget who the vote was, I think it was a national team coach, had Sterling in like the top two. I, she, 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 I just don't. What are you good. watching? And it's crazy that Jorginho got third over Benzema. People know my feelings about Sterling. They don't, we don't have to talk about Sterling. No, we don't need to talk about Sterling. He was a disaster for me in all uh, last season. And then he's just annoying. He's just an annoying player to watch. Does a lot of work, gets to the touchline, and then like falls out of bounds a lot of times. Of course, he played pretty well in the Euro, so can't fault him for that. So 14 and 15 for me were weeks, interesting weeks as a Chelsea fan because – and we're just going to talk about 14 and 15 as a blur because it seems like a blur. The games are coming early and often. Chelsea, at the beginning of this past weekend for week 15, we started in first. Mm. And then Liverpool won and we lost. We lost to West Ham. They had a nice little worldie that I don't even know how that went in. It was ridiculous. Jorginho fucked up and Mendy fucked up Jorginho, for a goal. Yes, it was uh, a shit show of epic proportions. Well, the Jorginho mess up was on week 14. No, he messed, he messed up again. That oh, was a back did. pass. You're right. That You're was right. a back. It was he a cr- it was a bad back pass to Mendy, and then Mendy should have just kicked it out, but tried to tried to Ronaldinho it. Yeah, yeah, and then fouled and gave a penalty up. So, so. 
Chelsea start in first, then we lose that game, then Liverpool wins. Then we get down to second. And then by the end of the weekend, because City obviously ran show, we finish in third. And I think it cements City and Liverpool ahead of Chelsea in the title race only because those teams can score goals. Chelsea has a problem scoring goals. Romelu Lukaku was the worst buy Chelsea's made since we FOMO'd into Fernando Torres. I've said it. It's been said. I agree with He's you. He's rough. Other than maybe Kepa. But Kepa is actually going to have to save us because the African League of Nations or the AFCON is starting and that is going to pull a lot of players away. So, like, goodbye Mane. Goodbye Salah. It's going to be interesting to see. Joel Matip Tambien, he's gone. So, Liverpool is going to be hurting a little bit. So, Bobby Firmino is going to need to step up. Jota is really going to need to step up. They're going to have to – Minamino is going to have to play a little bit more. It's going to be interesting to see how the African Cup of Nations affects the Premier League because in the past, Chelsea was always super hurt by that. Mm, not anymore. Not anymore. We don't have as many African players I'm like running through the lineup. Back to Lukaku, Probably. though. You want to go he back came to in in, what, the 65th, 70th minute, something like that? He came in, he came in as a sub in that fift- Week 15 game. Yes. But they lost yes. to, to West Ham. I yes. thought that was a very poor sub substitution choice because uh, he's not good against good teams. <laughs> I mean, we're playing against Kurt Zuma, the guy we sold, and Kurt Zuma's bossing him. And I'm like, oh, this is great. This is coming full circle. I I thought Pulisic would have been helpful to start the game, but he had played midweek. Uh, yeah, I, I, it was... There was a lot of things happening in that game. That do you do you agree? I with agree me, though, that, that Chelsea are still struggling to find goals. They have uh, goals from like seven or eight different players or something, maybe more. I think we have goals from like seven or eight defenders. <laughs> yeah, like def- like it's crazy. And there's no problem and with chill, having. You need to chill well in that game. We need to chill. Well. There's no problem with having goals by committee because I think that that's how sometimes you get things done where everyone like can kind of pitch in. See City. See City. Yeah. See, they literally just throw on a kid who's 19 and then he's programmed like Kate said and he just <laughs> and he scores a goal. But I think City and Liverpool do have the edge in the Premier League currently to win the title simply because their defenses are probably – I think Chelsea's defense is still locked down defense, but it doesn't matter if we can't score. Right. And if Mendy's going to have a brain fart, we're super susceptible. And we're a Thiago Silva injury away of it getting kind of weird. And our back line, the reality of it is if we're not playing a three, it gets really funky quick, especially without Chilwell. So I do think right now City and Liverpool currently have the edge. Now, I could totally change my mind in a couple of weeks, but currently I think they have the edge. Unless, unless something happens in January with, with Chelsea. Because I think they need a wing back on the left because Joel's not coming back this season. Pretty bad knee injury. And, I mean, there's probably going to be players out there they can get, they can get that's better than Alonso, or at least quicker than Alonso. I'm not saying he's not a good player it's just he's always he's not a bad player it's just that you're playing against a top team he will get exposed because over 10 meters he's not that fast and he literally can only use one foot Mm -hmm. run the tape he maybe makes a right like footed pass twice a game and it's like going short in a corner or something it's ridiculous he's fairly you know he's does what he does but i mean i think teams will have will make some moves chelsea might be one of them I think they're going to send Saul Nunez back. They should. I don't know. We're not using him at all. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's happening in, in January or in the summer, but there's been rumors too that Werner may go to United. United. Mm. They were talking about that. that and I hope that's not season. like a swap for Martial because I do not want Anthony Martial. Rarely is it ever a swap. I. You know who I would take? 
send me Jesse Lingardino, dude. Send me that dude and take Werner. Because he just he's a different player than Werner, and he's just going to you know, unbalanced defenses in a much different way. But I think the thing that we have to talk Lingard, about... Lingard's going back to West Ham. Lingard's probably... If he goes back to West Ham, that's where exactly where I want to go. West Ham right now is a problem. It's annoying. If you look it's at annoying. their results, they beat Tottenham. They beat City in City's own cup. They beat Chelsea now. Think they've, they've taken some big scalps. They beat Liverpool 3-2 to as well. They've taken some big scalps. And I don't think that they're going anywhere. I was thinking like, oh, yeah, you know, maybe we'll beat them. We'll start to knock them down a peg. They dropped some points in week 14. They're not going anywhere. And if they get Lingardino back, it's a problem. And I haven't run through their roster. I wonder how affected they are by the African Cup of Nations. Because Liverpool is very affected Not by very. That. Not very. And if they're not, that's it's a like huge... Suchek, Bowen, uh, Rice, Zuma maybe. Zuma? No, Zuma's not even... Zuma's European, right? Uh, Sil- Silva, maybe. Zuma's no. French, I believe. Tiago? Tiago who? Silva? Tiago Silva? Sorry, we're on fucking West Ham. Not we're, on, we're on West Ham. You, I was hitting the bleasy on this one. <laughs> Jeff's literally hitting the bleasy. No, I, I, I'm interested to see, and maybe what we should do is when African Cup of Nations, we can do it for the next it's episode, we can look at all the African players that uh, will be going. They're not losing more than one player. Because one Chelsea's affected in the sense that we're losing Edouard Mendy. That is a problem because then Kepa has to play probably through three or four games. Now, Kepa in his last like five or six games has actually played really, really well as far as his goals to shots. But I just have this horrible taste in my mouth from the season that was with Lampard where like every, I think it was like every other shot on goal was a goal. Mm-hmm. It was just like unbelievable. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Right. But West Ham. Back to West Ham. Are they a serious top four contender? Do we actually need to be worried when i say we i mean teams that are trying to get in the top four like a chelsea the tottenham we're going to be a chelsea's probably more of a lock but tottenham united yeah for, maybe for, even arsenal's trying to get in i think they're a problem tottenham leicester and arsenal united and united yeah for those teams they're a problem this is kind of what i'm wondering if they're gonna i feel like they stuck around last year for a little bit I always like don't take anything seriously until we get to March. Then yeah, in March I start to. Take I was going to say February, but yeah, you got the. I mean, there's some breaks in there, so March would probably be a good bet. I, honestly, I just ho- like I don't hope any player gets injured, right? But I, I really don't want this team to do well. It's so annoying because it's just another team. It's just another team, and they never go away. And they always like pull shit out of their asses, like a fucking worldy like. <laughs> Like some of these goals, like the goal against Chelsea, I think he was just trying to cross it, and he actually got a lot more purchase on it, and it knuckled, and it just went near post, and Mendy was totally caught off guard because he was expecting a cross, so he was he was inching towards the cross, and then when it went near post, he was already off balance. And then the Bowen goal, he'll never score a goal like that again. He fucking that was a nice goal across his body, shoots it through Christensen's legs, bottom left hand corner. Jared Bowen's a baller, but he's not a poacher. He's not a goal scorer like that. It was, it was an impressive thing. I think West Ham is turning into one of the places you don't want to go because playing them at home, it's a big field. They're just good. Like, yeah, they Wembley. figured out. Wembley is annoying to play at. You know what I thought? I thought that they were <clears throat> going to be picked apart this past summer. I thought Suchek was going to be picked off because I think he's still undervalued. I thought we would have paid the 100 bones for Declan Rice, but I think Jorginho's Italy run actually allowed us to keep him. But I actually kind of wanted to see Chelsea say, oh, Jorginho, you just won the Champions League and you won the Europa uh, the Euro Cup, I wanted to see Chelsea cash in on that high asset value and go get Rice. Rice is younger. 
His dad's a season ticket holder at Chelsea. He's a young-ass dude. He's an England player. He's homegrown. He's not going anywhere, and I only think he's going to get better. You put he, and you put him next to N'Golo Conte, lights out. I think right now they're like reveling in the fact that they're like kind of the underdog, so they all play with a chip on their shoulder. But that only can go so long until they want their payday, right? So Rice, Suchek, Antonio, you know, Bowen. If they start balling on a on a regular basis, he's been looking good. He's become kind of, kind of a there's only so player, long that you can play like be the underdog and be like being paid like thirty thousand bucks a week, whatever they're getting paid, and you know play for West Ham because you think they're making that that well whatever money? you know what I mean? whatever it is okay. they're paying they're making far less than their market value right so if West Ham says oh yo, we can't give you that they're gonna leave. It's the underdog shit will only last so long. I think what, this is their last season. Is, of, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm trying to okay, say. This is their last say. Se- their la- last season before some of these players cash out. This is the last run. That makes sense. I just thought it was going to be last season, and I thought mm. someone was going to see Suchet, see what he did because I actually thought he was one of the best players in the Premier League last year. Maybe he'd be. Instead, on like, they got better. It's annoying. They got better. Yeah, they got, got better. Zuma. And if they get Lingard back in January, which they should totally do that again, I think they're going to really challenge top four. That's my that's my take, and it's or, you know, super annoying. A couple of players get injured, and they're eighth. <laughs> so, right? Yeah. But let's look at uh, another team. United has now won back-to-back games. They beat Arsenal in week 14. You love to see it. Not a hate, bad thing to happen. Hate Arsenal. As London uh, teams we are. Mm-hmm. And then they beat Crystal Palace, which is a nice little, uh, nice little thing. So they're back-to-back wins. And then the flip side of that, Arsenal lost to United. And then Arsenal lost today to a Demar Gray worldy mm-hmm. in stoppage time, which was one of the nicer goals for the context of the goal and the way that he hit it. And he and, was at home, and the fact that Everton deserved to win that game. Yeah, Everton. Well, they had Richardson offside two, twice, twice for for toenails. Yep. And Demar Gray's slide, if you hadn't seen, it was one of the better slides I've seen all year to celebrate a goal. It was Drogba esque, in the vein of. I just, uh, I just. A good thing to see Arsenal lose on a Monday. <laughs> Do you want to talk about how uh, Arsenal lives rent f- uh, Spurs lives rent free in Arsenal heads? Well, I want because you said you were watching I AFTV. Talk, so, I wa- I, so I caught a little bit of the AFTV after watching the highlights because I didn't watch the game. Don't have time. For Do that. you watch AFTV regularly? No, no, no. This is the first, literally one of the only times I've ever watched it. Besides, because like, I've only a, a seen funny clips. Meme, yeah, like, I've only meme. seen clips when it was. Like, it was basically a clip because it was a five minute interview. Okay. It was one AFTV Arsenal fan interviewing another Arsenal fan, which is which is the weirdest vibe ever. Which is the metaverse. Like it's literally a guy, I don't know what their names are. Fucking who cares? Guy one, guy two. Guy one with a mic, holding the mic. Like he's not like a analyst. He's just a guy. He's just an Arsenal guy holding a mic that says AFTV, and he he's holding it in front of another Arsenal fan, who's just an Arsenal another Arsenal. Fan. It's like it's so weird. It's like. So it's kind of like what we do, but only talking about Arsenal with one mic. Yeah, and then they he's asking him about like things about the game, and he's like, and the guy was very um, negative about Arsenal, which they often do when when they lose, it's the end of the world. But and he thinks that it's from the you know, the top down. They have no ambition. They want to have this rebuild thing, keep Arteta, young team, blah blah blah. And he was saying how teams like. Teams like Chelsea, they fire their manager midseason, and then look what happens with them in the Champions League in top four. They Tottenham Hotspur, who were right around our level, we beat them, and then they fire their manager, and now look what's happened. So literally, they just talk about the other two teams, two in, teams London in London 
other than apparently now West Ham. Before we know it, we'll see West but Ham. But wait, it sounds like slander. he was super contradictory. He was like, we should keep Arteta. And then he's also like, but... No, no, he didn't say keep Pep- Arteta. He was get, saying get get rid of Arteta. He was saying the top, the man, like the like the owners want to keep Arteta. Do you think, if you were an Arsenal fan, or just looking at it as objectively as you can, do you keep Arteta? I mean, I don't even think that the, the game today, first of all, playing Goodison I think sucks. I do not like playing there. But... Do you? I mean, I guess what I'm saying is I don't think there's enough fodder right now to fire Arteta. No, not this game. This game they could have easily tied. This game they missed a few sitters in front of the net, at, you know, some open chances, and a, they put a bomb. The only fault that I see with Arteta right now is he keeps playing a bombing, who's been dog shit, like absolute trash. How do they deal with that? How do they he get got him a ball. off the books, dude? He got a He's ball brutal. in the 95th minute, right? That was like on a platter on the right hand side, and he fucking shanks up far left. It this was is today. today's game. Okay, it was a sight to behold. I'll have to look it up. It. What do you do with him though? Is I don't he, know. I, isn't he still on three fifty a week? The best part, he comes on into the yeah. He comes into the game and they, he gets the captain's armband. <laughs> Dude, that's like totally an Arsenal thing too. The, Give it to the guy who's so out of form. He's he's okay. So he may be going to the African Cup of Nations. So oh, definitely that is. will it help them. That, that may help them. them. It would actually help them because <laughs> then. And I hope it makes our Tennessee. Wow, we're going to start I get scoring goals be, and be more fluid. There's going to be some rotation with our players today. Like, so Tierney played, and like some of their players are back from injury. I think like some players, Zaka was back. Oh, so the Savior's back. So Emil Smith Rowe didn't play today. Oh, and he's he's still he's, my favorite. Arsenal he's the player best. Now. He's the best Arsenal player they have. He controls the midfield. Without that, they had probably not nothing. Go- I didn't watch the whole game, but they had probably nothing going on. In the Odegaard scored, which was a, it was it was a nice goal. nice goal. It was a nice goal. He had a late run into the box, something I think that Arsenal's kind of been lacking maybe over the last couple of years from the midfield, other than Smith Rowe. So okay, Arsenal won. United, United coach. I still probably haven't looked at how to properly pronounce that man's name. Is that actually going to change? Rangnick. Rangnick. Yeah, you just said it right. Good job. Oh, Rangnick. Is that actually going to change things there? He's playing a whole different formation, like a 4-2-2-2 two, two, two or something. What? 4-2-2. 4-2-2. 4 Really? Yeah. Is he just... How does that work? Who's he, can you break me down that... It's got... It's, basi- <laughs> it's basically just a 4-4-2. Four, four, two, two. <laughs> dead on the inside but it really is if you look at the formation it's like i'm gonna look it's like got wingers kind of but then it's got two uh defensive midfielders and then it's almost like a diamond type of thing going on with two forwards oh my god it is totally a four two two yeah it's two. A four with a box in the middle and then two forwards yeah this is him basically inviting balls into the box yep from outside wings and just saying, screw it, and then they're gonna just gonna dominate in the middle of the field. I guess this is a very weird vibe, but I like it. But this will allow them to probably overload and then get the weak side, Telus and Dalit, or when Shaw gets back to get into the wider areas. This is interesting. He's basically inviting people into the wider areas. But I also wonder if he was just doing this against Crystal Palace because they have a bunch of skillers, and you're saying, okay, skill, go ahead, dribble, we'll wait for you. You know, like it worked, and it worked. Well, they beat Crystal Palace. Where's Crystal Palace? Because Crystal no, but Palace, Crystal Palace was scoring goals. I mean, they. Crystal, I, I don't like playing Crystal Palace either. I mean, Crystal Palace is annoying. Crystal Palace is currently in 14th, and I will say this: Newcastle won a game, which was very good for them, and they knocked Norwich back down to the basement. 
But the bottom three right now all have the exact same points. Norwich, Newcastle, and Burnley, they all have the exact same points. Norwich is negative 23. That is so brutal. I still don't see a way that they get out of it, but I'm really going to be impressed if Newcastle can get out of the escape. Because for them, it's going to be an escape because the gap is really starting to it's starting to, to happen. And I don't know. The, owners, the new owners of Newcastle are not pumped to go down to the championship. No one's pumped to go to the championship, especially not literally Saudi, the Saudi state that's like $330 billion. Geesh. Yeah. What I happens? mean, what's it's, it is what it is. I mean, they, they, they're they going to bring in some players in January and they'll probably make the escape. But who's that third team that's going to go down? So it's going to be, for me, it's going to be Burnley. It's going to be Norwich. And it's going to be who? Southampton? No. They, they're playing better. I probably think Watford. Watford. Yep, they're going to show their true form. Unless they bring a player to in January, but I, even that. It's. I mean, City beat them up. I mean, City are going to beat, like, that's... I think Newcastle learned that what they should have done was hire CVG because he's now three wins out of four. And Aston Villa was floating around relegation, and now Aston Villa is in 10th, and they're on the move. CVG has been a revelation for them, and I just don't know how long that's going to last because if he can, like, take... Aston Villa and keep them 10 or higher with the league the way it is now. I think it's a super competitive league. I'm going to be very impressed because this is a team I picked Aston Villa to get relegated. Yeah. I mean, we didn't see Steven Gerrard coming. I mean, I think, I think he's a generally well-liked guy. And so the players want to play for this guy. I mean, there's always going to be a little bit of a hangover honeymoon, whatever you want to call it. Honeymoon period for when a manager comes in. Now, usually it's only like one or two games. That's why I'm pretty impressed, and they're they're so. getting wins that I think they're they're beating the odds. But let's look ahead. Let's look at week 16. Week 16 is nearly upon us. More games, more fun, more fun in the sun. I don't know why I said that. We got uh, some midweek games for Europa and Champions League as well. Just oh, to keep that in mind. This week, tomorrow, tomorrow. Good lord. All right, look. Let's do the, let's do week 16, and we'll circle back and we'll just circle back. see what we got. Yep. So Friday is Brentford-Watford. I'm going to go Brentford on this. Watford is just much lower, and Brentford, I think, needs the win more. A Brentford is also going to be at home, so I'm going to go Brentford 2-1. Thoughts? Comments? No. I, I mean, we smacked down Brentford. You know, it was pretty easy. Spurs. So I and Watford's not very good. I think it's going to actually be a draw, 2-2. Fair. Next, Saturday, the 11th, Man City versus Wolves. I don't see a way Man City lose. I don't even care if it's at the Molyneux, and it's not. It's at the Empty Hat. So, I, I mean, City 3-1, three, three, maybe. City's, like, just Imperial right now. They're robots. They don't yeah. even smile. Like, they're just, like, out there running around. Wolves don't really have much going forward in terms of goal score. They have guys who can, like, pass around the midfield a little bit. But, like, get the ball Jimenez, not so much. I think they're going to have to let Jimenez go. He's yeah. not. You come back from an injury. I don't. We'll see. A lot to be said. He's also lost Jota, which I think helped him create more space. So I'm going to go City three one. Agree. Next game, Arsenal Southampton. Arsenal is on their two game losing streak. This is at the Emirates. Southampton is low in the table, probably looking to be in the relegation battle. If Arsenal somehow managed to f this up, I think then Arteta is going to the the water is going to start to boil a little bit, if you will. But I do think Arsenal will win this probably 2 nothing. Where is it? It's at the Emirates. Oh. It's at the Emirates. 
Yeah, they'll be somewhat rested. They'll have their main lineup back. I think if he plays Jacques in the middle, though, with Neil Smith Rowe, it might go poorly. I completely agree. And so Jacques can't make a tackle without getting yellow. And Emil Smith Rowe is not exactly a different defensive juggernaut. There need so when I the lineup is gonna I, I sometimes I think Arteta gets the lineup wrong. So the front so we're gonna have Lacazette as a main striker with Martinelli and Saka. Saka. I mean yeah. that's a, that's a strong that's a, front that's three. a strong front three. I mean, and their defense is solid. I mean, Ben White we make fun of him because he's just like human rogue cone, but he's better than like. He's better than half of the center backs in the league. <laughs> He's a road cone. And someone came by and put a jersey on him. It cost $50 million. And Tomiyasu's solid. So, I, I'll yeah, I'll give it to Arsenal. But I'll give Arsenal 2-0. Two, two, I, I two to it's... one. Next one, Chelsea leads. We're at home and we've got Leeds and Leeds have got Bamford back. Leeds are still really struggling. And after the loss to West Ham, I think we're going to come back with a vengeance. We're going to be at home, not on the road. Obviously, we have the midweek game, which is less important because we qualify, but we still need to win that game. So it's going to kind of depend, I think, in the player rotation, and I would love for Lukaku not to play. So He's playing. We'll see. He's playing in one of the games. I got Chelsea winning this game 2-0. I think Bamford's good for a goal. I'm two, go, I'll, I'll take 2-1. Yeah, 2-1. Next game, Liverpool-Aston Villa. Stevie G is going to be going back to Anfield. He will probably get a very warm reception if he doesn't screw Liverpool fans. But I think Liverpool are going to beat them, AFCON or not. It doesn't matter. Liverpool yeah, they've already qualified ridiculous. first in their ridiculous. Champions League. Yeah, group. there's no way they, they can't. So I, I got Liverpool 3-1 here. They're scoring goals for fun. Yeah. I'm going to go. Actually, I'm going to say four. Four goals. 4-1. Four, 4-1. One. Four one. The next game, Norwich City, Manchester United. Manchester United are on a two-game win streak. Norwich... Have actually won a couple games, you know, recently. So maybe they're feeling themselves. They are going to be at Carroll Road. I think it's really tough. I'm interested to see the lineup now, having seen this four-two-two-two, the four box and two forward situation he's playing. I do have United winning this game, but this is another thing where United could be super bipolar and, you know, play pretty well, win two games, and then drop something to Norwich, a team that's essentially probably relegated mathematically because they have negative twenty-three goal differential. So I'm going to go still. It's at Carroll Road. I'm going to go one nothing United. I think they're going to grind this one out. Nah. It's the post-Rangnick hiring honeymoon period of over? life is going to continue. And oh, they're going to okay. win three to nothing. Fair. Sunday, we got Brighton versus Jaboys, the Hotspurs at Amex. Brighton has been a tricky customer all year. They are sitting in ninth. Currently five points behind Tottenham that have now gotten all the way up to fifth. What do you My think here? Are, Is that the Amex? There's some recent developments. A uh, bunch of Spurs players tested positive for COVID. We don't know if they'll be able to play Thursday. And if they can't play Thursday, there's been a precedent in the Premier League. If there's a bunch of COVID positive tests, the game will get postponed. I'm not sure how many players and what the effect of the whole thing is, but they treat this as a you know, public health thing. So if it's a players and staff, then they'll, and is it at Amex? It's at Amex. Yeah. They won't want them traveling there. So we'll have to see if that game actually happens. Spurs already have a game in hand from a postponed Burnley game. So it could be a push. It could be a push. Uh, But if they do play, 
Uh, I think that Brighton has a bunch of players out. They have Trossard out. They have Dunk out. They've got like six defenders out. They've got the very weakened team. And that's so you're why telling me it's going to be a shit show either way. I think it's going to be a shit show. I think it's well, they they might just say screw it, we'll play. We'll go down to the MX. We'll take a brutal team. We'll try to beat this, you know, the hurt knocked Brighton up, team. Yeah. yeah, this knocked up Brighton team. I don't think they have it. I don't think they get to make the choice. But, when they play, yeah. regardless of lineup, though, I think Tottenham will win by yes. a goal or two. So. Yeah, a goal or two. The next game is Burnley versus West Ham. Burnley's at Turf Moor. West Ham is freakish. I just say West Ham win. I actually don't even know the scoreline, but if you're betting this week, this is probably the most sure win. Burnley is in shambles. They're probably in relegation, if not relegated zone most of the season. And West Ham are probably going to be ta- uh, you know, fighting for top it four. It might snow and they might just uh, not put the tarp in the field and not yeah, keep and the Shandai's, grass. Yeah, you know, whatever he's... Postpone uh, another game. He's just a... He's a winner himself, so... He's just going to have to keep postponing the games. Anyways, when that game happens, West Ham will win. The next game of Leicester City, Newcastle. Newcastle are coming off a a dub. (laughs) So, they're playing against Leicester. Easily the most... Like, the team you couldn't bet on this season if you you had money because they'll win and then they'll lose. There's no rhyme or reason. Jamie Vardy still hasn't found form. He's on sale on Fantasy, as last time I looked. I'm going to go with Leicester because they need this, and they're also at the King Power. But honestly, Newcastle are in dire straits, and they have really something to play for. Yeah. Avara, uh, Leicester have a midweek Europa League game, I believe. But they're much better than they're much better than Newcastle. They're much better on than paper. Newcastle. And they're going to be at home. So I do think that that should hopefully play, make all the difference. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say they're going to win 2 nothing. That's fair. Okay. All right. Let's go now looking at some Champions League. So Manchester City play tomorrow, but it doesn't matter because they've already qualified above PSG. They could lose, uh, and PSG could win, and they're, they're going to be Group 1. The Group B, we're going to look at that really quick, but Liverpool have also already qualified. It doesn't really matter, and they also play tomorrow. So that's looking at the Prem teams, and I want to keep going down, keep going down, try to find the Chelsea, because I know Chelsea actually do have to. Manchester United, Group F. This is a very, very interesting. So they play on Wednesday, but this is going to be an interesting one because this is the group where any team can still qualify. And any team can still not qualify. Actually, that's a lie. Manchester United's already qualified, but the other three could qualify. And Manchester United could finish second, second if Villarreal were to win by a larger amount. Manchester United were to lose, so that is really worth watching on Wednesday. And then Chelsea have a similar situation. We play on Wednesday as well, and it's just between us and Juventus. So as long as we win and Juventus win, we go through. As long because the goal margin is six, and I don't think Juventus is going to score six more goals than Chelsea will will in a in a victory. So those two games are worth watching. You're playing Zenit. We are playing, playing Zenit. Malmo. They're playing Malmo, yeah. Which I feel like they have the easier game. They have the much easier. Malmo's a Swedish team. That's where Zlatan started. Much easier team. Zenit, uh, that's not exactly exciting. And I don't know if that's... I think that that's a way. I'm going to check right now. Group H. That's in St. Petersburg. Yeah, because we are, we played them home in the first game for the Champions League. Beat them one nothing. That is going to be a brutal game. St. Petersburg in December. Is cold. not exciting. Cold. Cold. It's cold, right? Uh, it's not hot. <laughs> I want to say it's like Arctic. Yeah, you should look it up on your phone while I talk about fantasy. So fantasy this week, 
I am doing really well. I basically won. I'm in 10th. <laughs> and uh, Eric Chahone's still last. He clearly doesn't care about fantasy. Mac Bruce is sitting very pretty in one. Jamie Becker is down in second. And Jaboy. 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 He's in third. Very, very nice. With City Slickers, Nick Bailey is right behind you. 25 Mitch points? That's not right off. behind you. I'm four points from second. You b- no, Nick Bailey's right behind you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's 25 points behind you, which isn't that far. I mean, it's a, That's 25 points. I'm four points it's a behind Jamie Becker. That's true. You... I'm four points. If Jeff wins, it's gonna be it's gonna be a weird vibe, guys. I will pay him in pennies. I will go to my bank. Get I'm fifty dollars out okay. in pennies and pay him. You need to a hundred rolls of pennies. Twenty one points behind Mac Bruce. That's n- less than your twenty five behind fourth place. Anyways, Mitch is three points behind fourth place. It's getting kind of close. Ooh, Will Hayden is also up there. It's getting tight. Oz is slacking, slacking on his pimping. He needs to pick it up, but I'm sure he will. He'll get halfway through the season and get really serious about it and think about those 50 doll hairs and swag that's up for grab and maybe uh, maybe dive in a little. I can't believe I'm going to win this thing. Oh, my God. You heard that, people. Please try to beat Jeff. I try. Not very good. Jeff, I don't think we have much more. That was week 14, 15. We previewed 16. Champs League is going to happen. Man United may or may not finish second, which would be a shit show. PSG's really put themselves in something because in the next – round they're gonna have to play real madrid chelsea liverpool city potentially united it's not gonna go well for them city or i mean psg probably won't make it out of the round of 16 which is gonna be ridiculous well well that's it ciao ciao thanks for listening to the boys and bolos podcast you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, Twitch, at Boys and Bolos. If you'd like to be a guest, please reach out. You can hit us on any of the social media accounts that Jeff just mentioned or email us directly at boysandbolos at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and see you next time.